I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Set phases to fun, it's another happy pod. In a world where hatred is monetized and toxicity thrives, we would rather talk about stuff that we like in the realm of pop culture. We don't always succeed with that, but no matter what, we always keep things light-eyed and fun. As I said, this is another happy pod. My name is Nathan, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Lawrence Thomas Heisey. Hello, it's me. Set phases to fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are they set? Nathan, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've just hang on one sec. Beep boop, beep. I've just set mine. All right, cool. Do they make a beep boop noise, or is it like a <clears throat> no? They just they're just set. Like a safety switch on a gun, kind of thing. Yeah, they're just phases. Yeah, yeah. Should we do this entire pod in Klingon? I'm a little rusty, but yeah, sure. Yeah, go on. Right, we'll go okay. on. Let's <clears throat> let's hear it. Maui Lachwanisai. I'll admit, do you know what? I'll admit it. I threw you into it there. I didn't expect you to run with it. I was quite, I'm quite happy with that. Um, I may, maybe what I'll do is, so instead we don't have to learn Klingon and do the whole pod in Klingon. I'll just clip that like a hundred times <laughs> to like the 40 minute mark and yeah. uh, it will just be like some weird Klingon remix. What a day. <laughs> what a big day. <laughs> what a day indeed. The world's going to shit, um, but set phases to fun because we're going to talk about some space trek. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay. We're, so, so we're we're doing the start. We're doing Star Trek, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek Beyond. Um, the rebooted trilogy, well, kind of reboot from two thousand nine. Wasn't intended to be a trilogy, but that's some. We'll get onto that in a bit because there's some funny recent news. Was it to not talk about? No, no. We'll, we'll get there. So I've I discovered something fun. 
um, oh. which I don't, I don't think we've ever spoken about. So it should be fun. I mean, I don't think we have. The news came out like three days ago. So, so I, I know, know we haven't spoken about it. I know the news it. came out about the potential of a Star Trek fall. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Developments are fun. Okay. Um, we're not. Well, I don't know about you actually, but are we? We're not Treksters. What's the what's the Trekkies term? Trekkies is the term. Trekkies. Trekkies. We're not. Is the we're term. more Star Wars cunts. Yeah, just them. The other ones. <laughs> yeah, toxic. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you are you a big are you a big Trek fan? Not really. I never really had any kind of what's the word affection for the franchise before I watched these movies. Um, I f- I think I watched the first one like just a a year or so after it came out. Another time, I was like, Star Trek's different to Star Wars because it's like they're both very big sci-fi franchises, probably two of the biggest. But for some reason, Star Trek just has a bit of a a reputation for just being a little bit more geeky somehow, like a little bit more on the nerdy side, whereas Star Wars is a little bit more mainstream, I guess. Um. So I so like Star Trek I was always like mm, yeah not sure about that a little bit a little bit too nerdy for my liking. Um yeah. but then but then I watched the movie and I was like oh this is actually pretty fucking dope. I like this shit. But like my my affection and knowledge of Star Trek pretty much begins and ends with these movies. Like yeah. I've seen one or two episodes of the original series. Um but other than that that's that's pretty much it. So I was always put off Star Trek mainly because there's a so there's a series with Patrick Stewart um which I believe is the next generation because it's next not next generation. Yes. Yeah, it's Picard, it's not Kirk. That's right. Um and it's basically my dad when I was growing up you know, like how most dads would either watch like just exclusively World War Two documentaries or some stupid show. <laughs> I was going to say literally the only thing my dad ever watched on TV was the History Channel on repeat. And yeah, it literally, just World and it's the War same II. documentaries you've seen. It's this, I've times. seen every single document. There's only one, and it's on there just on loop all fucking yeah. day long. That the Allied forces are trying marched across the fields in in 1940. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and I, look, I know it's. Mm. Like I know it's World War One and it's it's literally nineteen fourteen, but it's always like one forty p quality, and I'm like, how how are you gaining any insight or, like, how is this fun? Yeah, <laughs> right But anyway, so my dad watched this, so my dad watched those documentaries and exclusively the Next Generation Star Trek. Keith Trekkie. No, and that's the thing. He I don't think he knows or gives a fuck about any of it. <laughs> oh, okay. but he was whatever it was about that show, it clearly spoke to him. Because he's he's not like a nerd. If I was to say like Klingon, even I don't know. I, I even I don't, I've never seen Star Trek at all before the other day, yeah. and I'd know what that is. He wouldn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> but it was it was just something that he he did, and it always and and I don't look. I've never watched the show in full. I could be completely wrong, but it looked fucking terrible by today's standards. Yeah, probably. But I think yeah that it's quite highly regarded. Oh well, great, but it but it <laughs> but it but it looked like shit. <laughs> but like, so does classic Doctor Who. So that very true, very true. and I'd and I'd argue that some of it is. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'd also argue that. But <laughs> no, we can't joke about Doctor Who, Nathan. He's ending wars. Stop! Um, no, no, not having that. <laughs> no. But anyway, so I you you sprung it on me that we were going to watch these three movies. I did watch these three movies. Uh, I'm interested to know your thoughts on these three movies. Talk me through 
Star Trek. First of all, first of all, did you see anything going in? Did you know anything going in? Or was it all a fresh experience? I I knew that uh, I knew that Zachary Quinto played Spock. Live long and prosper. Indeed. And I knew that Chris Pine was in it. Okay. And and that's the extent of the knowledge that I had on it. Uh, to okay. the point where I saw a Star Trek Beyond trailer maybe a few months ago and I went, that looks cool. I wonder when that's coming out. <laughs> Four and years I, ago. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest. I think it's six now, isn't it? Oh, don't, okay. Yeah, it is actually 2016. Fuck, it is as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, time's moving too quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, so that's that's the extent of where I'm at with it. So I switched on Star Trek, and I was like, do you know what? It's going to be a fun time to kind of you know when you know when you you know when you like films and you like pop culture and you you have a, a blank space in in a certain area that people yes. tend to talk about. And I was like, I've never filled this gap, and I'm actually quite excited. Mm. And then I was like, uh, then Chris Hemsworth was was <laughs> suddenly Captain Kirk, and I was like, it, what? <laughs> I guess that is true. I guess he was Captain Kirk for that moment, yeah. He was Captain Kirk, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? Am I watching the right movie? <laughs> so, yeah, for, for, for a brief second there, I was like, did they did they recast him because he got, like, big in Marvel? Or, like, did they... Because it's Chris Pine. Chris mm. Pine is Captain Kirk, and I know that. But then yeah. in five minutes, it very clearly became... Oh, yeah, no, it makes sense. I got it. Yes. Um, It turns out that I have an appreciation for these so i like them i like these i like this franchise overall um i think it's cool it satisfies a different type of enjoyment in sci-fi and space travel stuff than star wars does for sure yes um which i was kind of i didn't i for the longest time obviously because there's always there's a joke about there being a war between the fandoms i was like right well it's one or the other and so i watched this and i i really liked it it was cool it reminded me of like you know the, the old buzz Lightyear of star command kind of tv show <laughs> yeah well i i have a nostalgia for that type of shit so i was like this is just kind of the modern film version of of that basically it really kind of is yeah up until there was a hilarious oops i touched your boobs joke um yes (laughs) (laughs) there's 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 some egregious moments particularly in the first two movies there um yeah there is not a single woman that doesn't that isn't seen in her full underwear um, in the first two like, movies. Yes, yeah, he, like head to toe for and just then, and, no reason whatsoever as well. And Kirk will be walking down the road, and he'll be like, "Spock, this is a really big deal. The fate of the galaxy, as we know." Oh, hey, ladies, <laughs> and it's, it's like, have you I'm, not got I'm more a, pressing matters? I'm <laughs> all right with that. That's that's Kirk's always been a little bit of a fucking a little bit of a ladies' man, a little bit of a player. William Shatner was played it up in the 60s he'll have fun i'm all right yeah. for chris prime to have a little bit of fun but yes there are some moments where it's just hey zoe saldana why don't you get naked right now does that have anything <laughs> yeah. to do with the scene no nah, just do it though <laughs> okay yeah. i am looking at you from under the bed this is not creepy <laughs> yeah so so anyway it opens um and within like mm. i wasn't expecting it right so firstly jj abrams in the first one specifically yes. I think I know where this is going. Has an extremely fucking irritating directing style and is it, trope. Is it lens flares? No, Nathan, it's endless lens flares. <laughs> yeah. two, two people will just be talking <laughs> and the fucking sun will be exploding into their retinas. Like, it's it's ridiculous how many lens flares. It is, it is insane in, in those movies just how 
Just you're right, and it doesn't help that the fucking the Enterprise, the bridge of the Enterprise, is just a pristine white ship as well. But, yeah. <laughs> but like any time, just two people are talking, it's just a relentless, just fucking flares all over the screen that just don't even make sense. But no. like, I guess that was JJ style. I'm really, really glad he grew out of it by the time that <laughs> The Force Awakens came out. Yes. Can you imagine that? Like, like the the a lightsaber ignites and the entire screen just goes white, and JJ Abrams is like, "This, this is just a continuous lens flare." Now, I do remember there was in because there is one, and there is, and he was in the shot of a trailer as well. You know when um, the First Order stuck in the base. The yeah, Kylo's watching it at the window. Exactly. Right? Yes, yes. Kylo's watching the window, and there's like a red flare off it. I remember specifically when the trailer came out, everyone just, that fucking was going around like fucking hotcakes, and everyone was like, oh, JJ Lens flares are back, here we go, get ready, everyone. Let's um, go. <laughs> yeah, but that was the only one in the movie, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> so, it wasn't yeah. that bad. <laughs> no, but but anyway, like, it all, it, 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 yeah, it was, some, some parts of it was distracting, it was a bit egregious, but then the movie really hooked me within like the first 10 minutes. Cause they just, they're like, here's captain Kirk, nice charisma, man. You've got a, got a pregnant wife. This guy's going to have a great family. They're all dead. And <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> I, I, it's, it's an interesting opening, isn't it? Just to stray off the bat, be like, here's Chris Hemsworth. You look, well, I guess in 2009, they weren't like, you like him. They're like, you don't know him, but he'll be big in 10 years. Um, but but yeah, here's here's Chris Hemsworth. Look how fun and charismatic he is. Oh, dead. Okay. And it's and it's sad as well because they're like it's very emotional. He sends he sends his pregnant wife off, who was giving. By the way, the worst time to give birth. Uh, <laughs> Why is she on the ship? Yeah yeah yeah. What's she doing on a mission? Like yeah. Um, but yeah. So so anyway, she um. She she's giving birth. He puts her in an escape pod, and he 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 gets told, or like the ship's like, oh, you got to do it manually, man. It's one of them ones. Um, so he does it. He does whatever he does manually. Um, he actually pulls a holdo maneuver. Well, kind of. I mean, yeah, but I wonder where mm. that idea came from. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it, yeah, it just like they're talking about like he's about to die, and he's like, what are we gonna name our son? And they're having this yeah. heartbreaking conversation. And I was like, like within ten minutes, I was, I, I went from ten minutes before watching the movie or about to start the movie, going, okay, yeah, well, this is going to be all right, I guess. And then I was like, yeah. oh, oh my god, I want Kirk to be safe. He's just a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was like on board from the get go. Smash cut to ten-year-old uh, Kirk blasting the Beastie Boys as he races yeah. down fucking I don't know some random road in Iowa. Um, and drives his stepdad's car off a cliff. Yeah, I liked that. It's very quaint that they think Nokia was the phone of the future. <laughs> no, I saw that and I was like, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I was like, maybe they're making a joke that Nokia will make a comeback. And then I saw it came out in 2009. I was like, oh, this is cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was very fun. I, I did quite enjoy that. Um, yeah. But yeah, straight off the bat, you see that Kirk's a little rebel. He's he's you know he's blasting the Beastie Boys. He's driving cars and everything like that. And then he's getting into. I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know if this is Chris Pine or just Kirk specific. But every time Kirk gets punched, he looks like he is about to come. He has the biggest orgasm face. <laughs> his eyes roll back. His his jaw is hung open. It's very erotic. I'll have to give you another watch. Jim Kirk orgasm face. It's it's a real thing, and it's and it's quite bad. When when you said that you were wondering if I noticed it, I thought you were going to say how 
literally, this characters in this movie cannot stop getting promotions. <laughs> it's you, you, you. So much as walk onto the Enterprise, and it's like you have the Khan. <laughs> you no, no, you have the Khan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's, that's like God. that's all right. <laughs> I see what you're saying. That's that's kind of true, but that's not technically a promotion. That's just filling in. Chris Hemsworth gets promoted from the the other captain who leaves the ship. Then he yes. dies. The other, so the guy who becomes the admiral takes control, and he's the captain. But then, <laughs> then he goes off the ship. So he's like, "Hey, Spock, you can have the ship now." And then Chris Pine comes back from seeing other Spock or whatever, and yes. is like. And, and and it's like you're not fit to have the gun. I want the gun. <laughs> and, and, and then he has to leave. So he's like, "Hey, Sula, you have the gun." And then the second movie starts, and then Chris Pine isn't the captain, but then he is again. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 endless. I people were walking around saying captain. It could apply to anyone in this. Like, <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but that that just I don't know it made me this I'm it sounds like I'm nitpicking this is all very fun like it's it very... is very fun it, I like the, the first one in particular is is quite a lot of fun um there's like a lot of just it it's it's it did something really interesting especially when you're dealing with at, what at the time was almost a 50 year old franchise and you're like rebooting it essentially it's they took like quite a big swing in starting over from scratch but then not really then yeah. writing in this kind of like backdoor pilot kind of wormhole workaround sort of thing what did you, did you understand that and what did you think of all that sort of stuff yeah, so just just from like having seen mm. clips and and just knowing who Leonard Nimoy was, yes. um, I as soon as he came on, I was like, "That's interesting. That's an oh fuck yeah, he would be about that age. That's that's the original Spock. Like that's the guy." Yes. Um. So I was very much like, I I I knew what was going on, and then he then it was kind of it is a bit of an exposition dump, but he's basically like. For anyone that hasn't seen it, he basically went back in time once upon a time and and fucked it. Um, and created this alternate timeline, which is not the Star Trek that we've seen, which yes. is now almost springboarding off this new franchise. So it, it's a, it's a reboot, but it's like it's what mm. Days of Future Past should have should have done. It's it's like, them. It's it's actually really clever because it's a way for them to like do stuff different without being so strictly beholden to like the timeline of the original series. It's like they yeah. can do stuff that they want which is i think why they did it it's so it's actually quite good but oh, yes yeah, it, it so can't the, it can't have hurt to like bring in leonard nimoy and him and him being like these movies are cool and i'm in them that that can't have hurt the like the box abs- office or anything ab- yeah absolutely not and also the fact that leonard nimoy isn't just having like he could have very easily just had a, like a fun little cameo as like spock's dad or whatever but the fact that he's there as spock not just spock but the fucking og original spock the very same spock from the original series that's that's also pretty cool and he serves a function in in into darkness the uh, the second film uh which was very new and kind of like like we'll, we'll get to it but the, yes. i i really like how they use his character um yeah. and how he he kind of goes on and and the conflict hit the, the him his very existence is mm. the cause of conflict for spock's entire arc in the second film and i was like that's clever it's really fucking cool yeah yeah it is cool it's, i, it's I not really just like haha you remember this dude anyway I, I like what they do with all that. Um, another thing I like is the cast. There's some there's some fucking names in this cast, man. There's some massive names. In this <laughs> yeah. Character. Was it was it was it surprising to you when fucking Carl Urban just showed up? 
So I I knew he was in it, and I'm actually oh, really that's a shame. I, the the only thing that I knew about this, yeah. um, and I didn't know the context, <clears throat> and I didn't know who, but I I knew just from editing, uh, and and it was like an offhanded reference that someone made in a video, um, about how the use of magic blood is a big thing. Ah, uh, yes, um, yes, yes. So I knew that there was a, a doctor character who was played by Carl Urban who had magic blood at some point. Now, obviously, how that plays into it, I'm really glad I didn't know who it was. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would have it would have significantly undercut that. Um, <laughs> but he's in it. He's There's accents. He's doing an accent. Simon <laughs> Pegg's doing an accent. Sli- Simon um, Pegg is doing an accent. One is better than the other. Simon Pegg's is better than Carl Urban's. Carl Urban loves yeah. an accent, doesn't he? I just don't know <laughs> if they trust him to be Carl Urban. <laughs> Has he ever has he ever used his actual Aussie accent in anything? I don't think so. Nothing that I know. Like, Probably like some shit. I don't know, but yeah, and, and which is which is weird because a lot of the times they they like to keep an Australian accent in films. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, he because he's been he's been southeast London to varying degrees of success. He's been <laughs> um whatever the fuck he was in Lord of the Rings, um and yeah. and he's been and he's been this kind of. Uh, Generic American, but sometimes from the deep south. <laughs> yeah. I I do I do like that character. I I love how angry he is. That's great. It's yeah. it's always yeah. fun. He's, he's a doctor, and the entire time, like someone someone comes in, and he he's like, hey, this guy this guy was you know, it's not surprising that this ship almost blew up, and this guy's got a cut on his face, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna be glad when everyone's fucking dead. I hate this fucking ship. <laughs> it's great. I love that he always seems to be following Kirk around with little devices and just waving them in his face all the time. <laughs> Time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's very fun. And then I also uh, like his his weird little southern sayings that he always has. Like, you don't rob a bank and leave the getaway driver in the parking lot or something like that. He, he yeah. has a saying like that for pretty much every occasion that happens. And watching these movies back to back, it's really evident how many of those sayings he has. He, uh, gets, he gets called up on it by Kirk as well. Isn't, doesn't he say, like, no more analogies or something? He shit? does, like, yeah, no more metaphors. Say? Yeah, it's hard to track. Like, I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck you're talking about. He really is. What did you think of Simon Pegg uh, as Scotty, the most He's absolutely great. named character in in uh, all of cinema? That's very true. Uh, no, he's he's he was really good. I really liked him. Mm. Um, when he came in, and at first it was some pay like, oh, hello, laddie. Oh, I was a bit like, I don't know where I'm going to sit with this. <laughs> um, and then he very quickly warmed. And that's that's one of the main things that I love about all three of these movies, is that yes. way more than other franchises, you get a sense of these guys are all genuinely great mates. Yeah, absolutely. They have a real sense of kind of family about them, which I mm. which I really like. As, especially, I really like the relationship between Kirk and Spock as well. And I think you're supposed to, because it's it's... Not great <laughs> to start with. Like they're always, you know, they don't get off on they don't get off to the best. Uh, what am I trying to say? They don't get off on the best start. Is that the saying? I think what you're trying to say is that Spock absolutely loves strangling Kirk <laughs> <laughs> and and almost murders him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and interestingly proves mm. that he is extremely capable of just murder in a second. Vulcan, like, Vulcans, well, that Vulcan in particular is fucking brutal, mate. He'll fuck anyone yeah. up. He's fighting fucking Sherlock in the second one. He's holding nothing back. <laughs> Doctor Not Strange. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a moment in this that I found really, really funny. Um, and it's not a moment I don't think you're meant to find funny. And I'm, 
you know when they decide so it kind of goes on from this point so there's a lot of fun like action set pieces in this yes like a lot more and it's kind of this is where it differed from my enjoyment of star wars star wars is not about big yeah sometimes it's about epic lightsaber duels and all of this yeah but for the most part it doesn't it doesn't you know unless unless it's a big like falcon against a tie fighter scene or whatever um they're often either on a space station or in a ship yeah Whereas in this, they're jumping out of that ship relentlessly. <laughs> like they, it's almost like there's a bad smell in the Enterprise because they just they cannot wait to jump out of it at any opportunity. Um, and I really enjoy that. And there's one sequence where they jump out and they they have a parachute. They've, there's three of them and they have a parachute and they all have to land. Like they have to pull their cord at a certain <clears> point because yes. they um, it the shield will otherwise stop them getting in or some shit. Well, they just need a um, safe landing distance, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 so two of them, uh, being Sulu and Kirk, go down, following the orders, and the other guy just intentionally kamikazes himself. <laughs> yeah, seems like he he jumps down and they're like they're like, hey, pull your shoe, and he's like, woo. <laughs> and just for some reason just eviscerates himself. He might as well have screamed, I'm never gonna die, as he plummeted yeah. towards his death. <laughs> but but what, what made it funnier it was it was the like it wasn't like a, a, a cutaway in an action sequence. It was the sole focus of the movie. Yeah. People were like, Hey, pull your cord or you're gonna die. And he was like, Nah man, I'm gonna live forever <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just went straight off the ship. And um, I was like, What the fuck were you expecting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. That was very funny. I did enjoy that. John Cho, very good as Sulu as well. I like John Cho quite a lot, and he's really good in that role. He, like, uh, he, he's got a very distinct way, and he said maybe it's because he says it so many times. But I'm sure that fifty percent of his dialogue is him going, "Aye, aye, Captain," because <laughs> it, because yeah. it, like the amount of times that that Kirk is like, "All right, you know, fucking take off," and he's like, "All right." Will, well, is it they're, they're 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 sailors technically, so that's that's ship talk, isn't it? I am yeah. captain, I guess. Yeah, they're explorers. I like that. Yeah, then they all sing a sea shanty as they uh, <laughs> as they explore space. Um, Anton Yelchin is absolutely great as Chekhov. It's it's fucking heartbreaking that that poor kid he died uh, just a few weeks before Beyond came out. Bless him. Um, no way, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and the credits of the the credits of the end one, like just like. As it goes from like mid credits to full credits, um, the movie is in love and memory of Lena Nimoy, and then for Anton at the end of it because he died like about I think it was like two or three weeks before it came out or something, which oh, is oh fuck that yeah sucks. that's tragic is and he's really good as well bless him he is he's a fun little character I do really like uh, he was he was a massive standout like mm. I really enjoyed him yeah yeah absolutely he's he was he was really oh. good I love his little accent he can't say W's. Victor, yeah. Victor is, uh, yeah. is a lot. I can do that. I can do that. Is, uh, yeah. is a lot of fun. He's great. He is really good in that role. So it is like yeah. shame that he fucking passed away. Bless him. Oh yeah, man. That's I didn't know that. That sucks. That's really sad. Yeah. Um. One one thing I'll ask uh, you, and I I had this thought, and I'm not sure if it's actually anything, but it, I, it seems like it. You know when you have a thought and you go. <gasps> I, yeah. I've underst I understand something, and I don't know if I do. Um, <laughs> do you think... So this is 2009, right? Yes. Do you think that um, reasoning... And maybe... I don't know what the Enterprise looked like before this. Do you think there's a reason that The Phantom Menace was 
Un- you know, I, w- I don't want to say underappreciated because I like I like Star Wars, but that's the bottom of the barrel for me um, in terms of Star Wars. Okay. Um, but do do you think there's a reason when it came out that people weren't a fan of it because the the ships and the the kind of the more shiny sleek aesthetic that the prequel era had seemed very similar to like the slick and like curved edges of the Enterprise. They looked very it looked very similar to like a Naboo ship. Um, I, I kind of, I think there is something to that. I know the, the, the kind of shininess of the prequels is something that people have a problem with just because, you know, the original trilogy for a lot of it is quite grimy and dirty and stuff. Um, and well, not all of it, but not even intentionally. It's just because George Lucas did not have two pennies to rub together at the (laughs) when he was shooting. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But not even to be fair, not even all of it is. I feel feel like the stuff on Cloud City and Bespin is actually quite like sleek and shiny and stuff. Um, It's just like what was possible for the time. Um, But but yeah, so it is is kind of the the original Enterprise. I don't think it was ever that kind of. Uh, it, it's it's difficult to say. It's it's definitely not a sleek and shiny. It's it has been like given like a kind of a facelift. But Star Trek two thousand nine, so good. Yeah, overall yeah. really liked it. Overall Loved um one of the biggest highlights, and we'll move on to Into Darkness in a sec. Was the um uh how yeah this version of Spock I'd assume is more emotional than previous iterations of Spock. But it was a case of like even so he was so emotionally stripped back, but he was. Like he went, he became my favorite character of the entire thing. Zachary um, Quinto Spock. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Just because, of like, and and how much he can do, where his the sole purpose of his character is that he suppressed emotion. Zach- um, he, Zachary Quinto is really good at that. He's he's really good at playing a fucking robot. He's yeah. So there's something about him which he's just he can just nail that like fucking instantly, and uh, particularly the scene where like Kirk is purposely goading him and trying to get that fucking reaction out of him, and then he does, and then the moment like he realizes he's fucked up and gone too far, that's just some great stuff from him. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all it's all good shit. Yeah, for sure. Nice, um, nice exploding bridge action as well. I was one thing I miss in Star Wars, and the Last Jedi did a little bit of it. Um, <laughs> when when the ship gets shot, they are all over the shop. <laughs> they are like like computer random computers are exploding. They're like sliding all over the like the pristine newly buffed floors there, that, of the Enterprise. The it's Enterprise has lost so many crew members. Just some poor souls just walk in the halls. And, then... and then, There's a funny line about that as well, because Kirk is like, how many crew members have I lost? Not one. And the guy's like, yeah, I know, not one. You're a very good captain. And I'm like, I saw the last movie, man. That's a lie. That's a flat out lie. You, you may as well have had like 30 new crew members at least, at minimum. <laughs> that is a lie, yeah. Uh, also, Eric Banner was the villain. Good for you. You have a nice tattooed face. Um, and... oh, one one thing I liked about him, because we didn't, we didn't talk about him, um, one thing I really liked about him, how was he? It's revealed that he was like just a miner, like he's just a regular working class dude, yeah. Um, that had his life turned upside down. So when, so when the Starship Enterprise is like, let's discuss this, like gentlemen, we're going to invite you in for some diplomacy talks. He's like, no, nah, get fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just hasn't got any time for it, which is really funny. That's a very fair reaction as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, no, you, <laughs> you, you ended my race. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Blow you all up. Into Darkness opens with Mickey Smith. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't. It opens with a fun romp. 
a fun little I see I I had this one when I was watching it yesterday the re I like sequels and the reason I like sequels is because all the hard work is done already in the first movie you don't need to fuck about you don't need to waste time introducing the characters and build into the relationships you can just start off right out of the bat with a fun little romp with these characters that we already know and love and what a fun little romp they're on breaking the prime prime directive and ice in a volcano well, I'll yeah. <laughs> Very weird. One of them, uh, like, it, it does start like it is a fun little romp. You're right, and then it, and then it, you don't realize it's gonna springboard the entire emotional conflict <laughs> of, the, of the film from that one yeah. little dumb thing. Yeah, um, and 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 that's something that I really like in these. I think the scripts, and this one, I, I so that I think there's a consensus online that this is the weaker one. Yes, that's right. Yes, this is this I, is what people say is is the worst of the trilogy. See, I thoroughly disagree. Okay, I this was my favorite one of the three. Interesting. Um, it's I, I enjoy it in a different way to I enjoy. Or the as film. as Spock would say, fascinating. <laughs> Good. Glad you got that one out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I enjoy it in a different way to I enjoy the first one. I think the first one is a, technically a better movie. I think this one is more is more blockbuster fun, and it, and it and like you say, the hard work is done. I know the characters. Let me see the the emotional turmoil that they go through, whilst also giving me just some really fun and stupid performances. Benedict Cumberbatch is endlessly dumb. He's uh, he's chewing some scenery. My yeah. God, is he is he having the time of his life? And he is fucking going for it. Bless him. Um, but he is very good. He's he's very good in the role. I yeah. think the the problem that a lot of people have with it, I'd say it's not my it's not my favorite of the three. I don't I don't necessarily dislike it. I don't have anything that I necessarily hate about the movie at all. I think it's I think it's actually quite good. I do quite enjoy it. It's it's just a little bit dumb. Um, but not dumb in the same way that like Star Trek is. It's it's more so that like a lot of the script is. For example, spoiler alert: they fucking cure death. Yeah, like, they just they straight up cure death. Will it will it have an impact on the franchise going forward? Nah, do not even fucking worry about it. But yeah, death has been cured in this universe. So there's yeah. that. Um, it's it's again 2012 was the fucking year. Of uh, movies where the villain got caught intentionally. Hooray! It's Loki. It's James Bond. It's this. <laughs> we love it. We stand. Um, it's people in torpedoes. Very weird. It's there's just a lot of very dumb stuff about this movie. And then there's also that shot where um, uh, Doctor Marcus, I think her name is. I can't remember. She's just there in her underwear for no reason once again. Oh, yeah, she's like, hey, they're in the middle of discussing like some <laughs> some space diplomacy, and she's like, hey, turn around, please. And then he then he just he's like, okay, I will. And then basically just does a three sixty spin, uh, and then she's like, hey, turn around. And he's like, no, I'm looking at your boobs now <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> for so, no reason. It's so pointless. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, great. I think great I think stuff. it's yeah because she needs to change into something, but like we don't see him change into. He's already in it. Yeah. Like he has to, he's already put his super suit on or whatever the fuck. Um, no, look, I, look, the reason the reason I like this um, is because th this to me, yeah, th th it is contrived and there is some dumb fucking shit and they do cure death and it, but they but I also think the script may be dumb but it also does put in the work in certain moments like they it's not a sudden realization that death has been cured like his his cells 
if like very early on in the movie they're like whoa what's going on with these cells i wonder if that's going to be a thing um yes. and they can mm. like the, the movie I'm all about excusing dumb things in a movie if they work towards it and they, they foreshadow it and it's done right. It's not just suddenly, hang on a minute, the equation I just remembered can solve this. Um, yeah. Like out of nowhere kind of shit. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is dumb. And it, the thing that I really like is, like you say, the hard work has been done. And this movie, the centerpiece of the focus on this movie is what I, what I came to these movies for, which was Kirk and Spock basically learning to be mates and that it already starts and they are close mates yeah um and you can tell that there's been like i don't i don't fucking know how many years or whatever um but they they have a history they've clearly gone on some adventures and they have a bond but by the end of this movie they they're like they're like brothers they're they're yeah. they're, they're real forged in war besties kind of things um and I and I love that, and I think that from the get go, it like starts a rift, and then how it ends with them kind of basically Kirk learns to to use logic in a scenario that only even if it means death, even if it means like great loss, he he take he does the Spock thing where he sacrifices himself for the you know was it one the the good of the needs one, the or, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few yeah and. The reason, and then the reason Spock doesn't accept that is because he chooses to act more in vain with Kirk, and he chooses to act on emotion. Well, um, it's, it's it's brilliantly set up right from the beginning because straight away, you know, Kirk is pissed uh, at Spock that like he that he basically ratted him out for saving his life, but Spock just can't understand like why he wouldn't let him die. He just, that was, that's the logical thing to do. That's what should have happened. So like, what, why is he being upset about this? It doesn't necessarily compute to him that people will be upset that if he isn't around anymore. Um, and that, that's a lesson that he has to learn throughout the movie. And then when Kirk does die, kind of, well, he does die, I guess. Um, then like Spock, he, he gets to feel that first hand. He's like, Oh, this is, this is what everyone was like talking about. This is some, some shit, man. I don't like this. I don't like this. I gotta deal with it. I gotta go punch fucking Sherlock. And it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and I, one thing that I think was really good is that they like it kind of showed mm. the emotional weight. Like, yeah, Spock's entire planet gets fucked, uh, yes. and and he he holds it together uh, barely, but he does hold it together. And then just the 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 concept of losing Kirk, a captain that he respects, like. And, and actually has things to teach him and isn't just a rule follower. Um, and that's probably very new for him, especially in his culture and where he was raised. Like yeah. the, the mere concept of him not having him anymore is enough to like, that's the most emotion we've ever seen out of him. And that's crazy considering in the last film, genocide <laughs> happened on yeah. his race. <laughs> his own planet was destroyed. <laughs> and his mum died in front of him and he couldn't <laughs> move to save her. Like it's fucked, man. It's really fucked. It is. Yeah. It's, it's really good though. They they do it really well. Did um, Benedict Cumberbatch showing up surprise you? No, I knew he was in this. Okay. You knew yeah. he was the villain. I I didn't know he was necessarily the villain, I, and and I kind of was taken on a bit of a journey because at one point you maybe believe that he's a bit of an anti-hero kind of thing yes. in the movie. The movie paints him as like this kind of tragic. There's t there's a secret antagonist in the film. Yes, um, it's not. That and then but yeah. no, and then and then the movie shifts focus to him, and you're like, oh, it's an mm. ally. We don't like each other, but we got to work together. And I was like, by the end of it, it will be like a. 
I don't agree with you, Khan, but I, I can't, you've got a good bloody aim, mate, and I'm glad to have you aboard the ship. <laughs> kind of, and then it, nope, no, 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 it doesn't go that way. <laughs> no. um, but I, I knew he was in this because I, I <laughs> believe it or not, watched an, an interview uh, of him on the Graham Norton show from like <laughs> however many years ago where he was just like, yeah, I got really buff for a shower scene and then they cut it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so he was like, apparently he got like a, got a personal trainer, and like six months he was just like eating nothing but raw chicken and fucking greens and stuff. And then they were he like, do, "Yeah, he does seem very fit, though. I'll give him that. He's 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 doing some stunts. Well, I don't know if he's doing stunts, but he's doing some work in this anyway. Yeah, he is. He's I'll tell you, he can kill a room full of Klingons with no issue. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> he just can't stop masquerading. Uh, it, it, it did feel a little bit, um, and I know, I, I guess maybe the other way around, but um, it felt a bit Winter Soldier esque in the the, the cryo frozen uh, muscle men with heightened abilities. Um, okay, which I mean, which which no, Civil which War? Do you mean? Do you mean Civil War? Sorry, yeah, Civil War. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was four years later. But okay. yeah, I know, but that's, and that's <laughs> maybe it, it definitely is the opposite of that, which is quite funny. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, and and this one, like, it's colourful, it's vibrant. There's less lens flares. It's um, very colourful. This movie, especially yeah. that that like opening romp scene as well on that planet. That was yeah. like immediately hit with some colour. <laughs> Sorry, side note. Did you like the way in that opening scene where Spock is ready to die in the volcano, he just like <laughs> puts his arms out <laughs> and like yeah. he's just ready for some big ceremonial death. I really I, enjoyed that. I did find that funny and then he's just whisked away. <laughs> <laughs> it is very fun. Yeah, it is fun. Zachary like, Quinto again is great. Yeah, he's very like you say, great robot, no emotions man. And, yes. he, and then when he needs to pull the emotions out, he like he he does it, and yeah. it's that it's that less is more like it's a single tear going down Spock's face, and I was just like, I want to cry so I th- bad. I think it's amazing that fucking neither of the the two leads, fucking Chris Pine and Quinto, I think it's amazing neither of them are in a Marvel movie yet. Pine especially, I think. Yeah, you'd think Pine would be ripe fucking material for a Marvel movie. He's the missing Chris from the Marvel universe. Yeah, he is actually. Yeah, he's, he's the only the, one. Yeah, he's the only one they haven't got yet. Um, I, it's it's baffling. I mean, he's in Into the Spider Verse. He's Peter uh, Peter B. Park, no, just Peter Parker. Um, yeah. He's obviously in DC. He's uh, Chris uh, Trevor, Steve Trevor, um, which he's great in. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have thought they'd have snapped him up years ago. Uh, they probably will in time. Oh, I like, think in- they definitely will. Yeah, I mean, give it fucking fifteen minutes, everyone's going to be in a Marvel movie. But yeah, exactly. But this this thing because it really it it really reacquainted me with Chris Pine because when I, I I don't know if, have we ever spoken about Wonder Woman on here? I don't think we have. We have. Yeah, we did a, a Wonder Woman episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we did second one. But so in yeah. in the I, I was late to the game watching the first one. Like just for years, I didn't watch it. I think I was just really tired of what DC were doing at the time. Yeah. And, and people were like, no, this one's really good. And I was like, I don't believe it. <laughs> like, and I and when I did watch it, I became reacquainted with how much Chris Prine, like the amount of, he's just a charisma machine. Like, he's so good. Um, and, good yeah. and, and then this again just reacquainted me with that. And I was like, why isn't this guy more leading men? Like, not not to, not to sound mean, but it, t- time will get on and he will, lo- he will lose the ability to be in these massive action films and stuff. And he's... He, He's great. He deserves more than more than he gets. Yeah. Do you buy that he's twenty five in the first one? No, 
no, of course I fucking don't. When they said that, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird generous. pointless thing to like it's a pointless thing to even say. It I didn't need to know how old he was. Yeah. And like was and by and by that stretch, how old is Carl Urban in that film? Exactly, yeah. Who knows? Because he looks he looks at minimum at least ten years older. <laughs> yeah. But he's just joining the academy? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and you're you're introducing him, and he, he's like, "My wife left me and took the planet." Or something. I was like, "What the fuck is this? Is she the president? What's going on there?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how she how she got that much sweat? Your lawyers are shit, man. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, he's he is really good, and I do think it is only a matter of time before he's he's snapped up for something. Maybe yeah, he'll yeah. be, um, I don't know, John Bon Jovi. Yeah, in Marvel's John Bon Jovi. Yeah, epic. Um, Maybe he'll be the next Black Panther. I got one can dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I so... clarify that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, but best to do that. Um, so yeah, Into Darkness overall. Yeah, my, well, like I say, my favourite one. Uh, Interesting. Significantly dumber. Um, yes, significantly. But... But because they put, I can appreciate Into Darkness because of how much work the first one did, okay. um, and I, I, it, it, it would be very weird to watch Into Darkness on its own without having, not not having the context, but like, yeah, you need you need to see a lot of Star Trek, not just to understand it from like, a, oh, it's the first one, you should watch it, <clears> but you won't get a lot of the emotional payoff from Into Darkness if you haven't seen the first one. That's very true. That is very true. I did like uh, the Spock. Uh, Spock, uh, Spock Prime popped in for a little bit of a FaceTime. That was very fun. That was very good. That was that was what I was going to say. That's one of the reasons it, it got me because he was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the main thing that I like about how they use the character of like, I don't know, what do they call him? They call him like Admiral um, um, Spock or Ambassador or, Spock. Ambassador yeah. Spock. That's it. Yeah. yeah, just to differentiate, they can't call him Leonard Nimoy Spock. <laughs> um, so so he comes along uh, and they they have a FaceTime. Um, and and he's like, hey, I don't like regular Spock. Zachary Quinto Spock is like, hey, uh, this guy Khan is is he any trouble? And Leonard Nimoy Spock goes like, you know, I swore a sacred vow to never to never tell you anything. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, well, here's everything about Khan, <laughs> and he does it. But no, but just that, like, I'm I'm saying it as a joke. But yes, that that scene was played so heavy and so serious that you it. Even if Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't giving it everything, but he was, yes. it sold it to me, and I was like, "Fuck, this guy's scary." Then this guy's pretty scary, yeah. In, um, in in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, which is like what this is kind of based on, it is originally it's um it's actually Spock who dies and not Kirk in like a similar sort of fashion. So oh, flips, okay. So yeah, so they flipped it for this, and then they have Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. But I haven't seen that, so I don't know what happens. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if they find Spock. <laughs> I imagine they do because he's here. So, <laughs> oh yeah, well, no. I guess in a way you have seen it. Um, <laughs> then he's all watching now. <laughs> I know they find Spock. Why go through the emotional turmoil of okay. losing him? Um, so now it's time. We just talked about your favorite. Now it's time to talk about my favorite. Okay. Yes. Uh, beyond, I my personal favorite of the three. I have one burning question that I've been dying to ask you ever since I watched this last night. Okay, go on. How long into the movie did it take you to realize Idris Elba was in it? 
Quite, quite some time. I thought it would. Yes. So I, I recognized the voice. Yeah. But I was like, because obviously he's in such heavy prosthetics. And I was like, where the fuck is that? I don't know. That could be a number of people. Like, I, I, I don't know. It sounds really familiar. <clears throat> and then obviously his, like, I don't know, his skin comes off or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and then it, it was clearly him. And, and when it showed him as, like, the, um, they did, like, a flashback and it was like, computer enhance. And it zoomed in, and I was like, "Motherfucker, it's Idris Elba." Oh, it was there. That was like right towards the end. Wow. Yeah, man. I was, I was not. I, I knew, I knew something was up. I couldn't put it. I couldn't put my finger on who it was. Oh wow, yeah. I knew going in because, like, I watched this when it came out, and I knew that Idris Elba was in it, so it wasn't a surprise to me at all. But I was watching this last night, and I was thinking, if you go into this blind, that must be quite a big shock. So, so yeah, yeah. that's that's quite interesting. But yeah, this is my. My favorite of the three. I'm interested to know what your thoughts are on it. Uh, oh no! I, no 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 no! Right. Send phases to stun. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> um, no, look, look, it's it's really fun. It's a it's a good time. I don't. Um, I'm I'm gonna say some things I I wasn't a fan of, but that's not an indication of I didn't like it. It was just not not my fa- not my personal favorite. Okay. Um, it still did some fucking really cool shit, and I think it had some of the best emotional beats in the whole thing. Yes. Um, but I don't know. It, it there were certain points of it where I was like, right, well, well hang on, let me go through it. Well, firstly, what, what's your, what, why is it your favorite? I I just like a lot of what's done. I think this is this is the one. This one isn't directed by JJ, and this um. Worms is by no means a fucking any indication of JJ as a director. I just think this is the best of the three. It's actually directed by Justin Lin, who directs quite a lot of the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, and he's done is... so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> and that is quite evident in some scenes in this movie. Um but but I think it's done really well. I think it's a good like a little bit of fresh air for the for the franchise. I like that it starts off and you know, the end of the last movie everyone was like really excited and pumped to go on the five year mission. Like, yeah, five year mission. Let's go explore deep space. Let's fucking find new worlds and all this sort of shit. We'll go, we'll do the five year mission. It'll be the time of our lives. This opens up three years into that mission and Kirk is just fucking done. He's just, he's so tired of it all. He's, and and I like that. I like that he's grown weary and is, is kind of not what he thought it would be. And just like the, the weight of the chair and the weight of being captain and having to do the monotony of it all that is catching up to him. I like all of that stuff. I like that growth for Kirk, especially as it, like since he started out as such like a, a cocky young little shit, he's grown into just a tired old man. I, uh, I really like that stuff. Kirk in this movie is like, was the main thing I was invested in, Yeah, uh, which sounds silly because obviously he's the protagonist, but it's a case of like, what they did with him, like how it opened and he's he's struggling with, you know, like you say, the monotony of it all. The the fact that his entire job is, hello, alien race, we're this people. And they're like, we don't understand you and we're going to kill you. And he's like, yep, that's every day for me. <laughs> that was very um, fun. I did like that scene with those little aliens. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and they look massive and then they jumps down and it's like the size of a football. <laughs> oh, also, like when he was just trying to explain the thing, no matter what, he's like, no, he's going to kill us. We don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of Twitter in real life. Yeah, um, that's very yeah. good. 
Um, so that that was funny. Um, but that but that is every day, and he's he's tired down from it. I really love the the kind of emotional conflict of the fact that in the last movie he, you know, he he's always struggled with the fact that his dad died sacrificing his life for his the safety of his crew. Yes. Because um, someone had to be there to hold off mm. the guys so that the escape pods could escape. He did the same thing. He followed in his father's footsteps. He laid down his life, but he survived. Yeah. And now it's his birthday, and he's one year older than his dad ever got to be. And the guilt of that is, like, really unspoken, but it's weighing on him, and you can tell. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's that's, and that's some fucking... That's some really cool stuff, and I love that he's, like... He's beginning to lose his way as a captain and, and you can tell he's losing his touch like he allows the ship to get into positions it never should be like he he puts faith in people that he shouldn't uh like and he, and what what the enterprise always has been like a thing for is like second chances and and providing people with opportunity to to grow and be better than what they're put in the box as like that's spock's whole thing mm. um and and in this there's like someone that's so clearly a, an enemy and he's like i'm gonna give you a chance and i'm like you, you shouldn't like <laughs> you shouldn't do it um i don't know i just, I, I it's nice because they got off the ship and they they did some ground stuff which was cool it is yeah and the the destruction of the enterprise itself it's it's beautiful but it's also really fucking heartbreaking to watch it's it's devastating to watch that ship get torn apart especially like knowing how the crew feel about it and how it's like a part of essentially part of the family and all, and all that sort of stuff it's their home really and just to watch it just to get absolutely fucking eviscerated in the worst way possible it's yeah. it's really brutal and that's that's just that entire sequence is great some really great stuff in that sequence visually um it's, it was kind of like really cool i don't know if it was intentional or not but it was like a the, the the kind of little robot things that were that were fucking it up so hard like it felt stupid because it wasn't a big enemy spaceship fucking other shit it was like yeah. these little parasite robot things yeah that were just eating away at it and i was like oh that's cool and it but it's so hard to stop because what do you shoot it, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly they fire missiles and just like and they just move around it so like there's fuck all they can do they just have to try and outfly them escape or just take it which which they do um mm. and 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 you're right when you're saying like about kirk realizing he's one year older than his dad ever got to be and how he's still here and how you know george george never got to to be to this point and then there's the moment when the ship is going down where it's entering the atmosphere of the planet and he's just stood on the bridge and he's just staring down at the planet as it comes into focus below and he's like having a moment of like do I stay or do I escape too? Which 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 path do I take? Do I go down like my dad, or do I try and make something of this and try save my crew? And ultimately, he decides to like save his crew. And so it's like a it's a great moment. I really do love that moment. And some really good stuff from Chris Pine there as well. Oh yeah, for sure. That there's one shot where he like gets in the pod, yeah, and you can see the you can see the 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 kind of the window tint starts to focus more on his face rather than the exploding Enterprise, yeah. And he just looks he at that point like in again as a, as a, as I suppose is is with all these movies the the less is more acting is so good, yeah, absolutely. Like and you just you read it all over his face and you're like this must fucking suck. One of one of the best decisions this movie made as well, I think, is putting Spock and Bones together for quite a lot of it. There was there was a really good pair, and I really liked the way they played off each other, and even having some quite emotional scenes together as well, which I quite enjoyed. 
Yeah, I like that. I liked his um, Bones is really <laughs> one thing in this. Bones since curing death has really become Doctor of the Year. Like he lands, <laughs> he lands, and Spock is has been impaled by something, and he's like, "No worries, zap." And then, he, and then, and then he's like, "It's fun." Uh, but like, obviously, Spock's still bleeding out and stuff. But he just gets like some metal shit out of him with no stress. Like, it's absolutely fine. He's great. He's um, a good doctor. Yeah, I liked. Um, is it uh, what's her name? Sophia Kingsman Metalfeet. <laughs> Sophia Batella. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was pronounced Sophia Kingsman Metalfeet. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um, she, yeah, she's in this. Um, Jayla. This, uh, yes, and this is this is my not issue, but I wish it was different. Okay. Um, that the villain and her are the two most sympathetic characters in this that we're meeting as new people. Yeah. Right. I know about the emotional turmoil of Spock, and I know about Kirk, and 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 I'm I'm already there for that. So this movie has to bring something new to the table, which is a kind of a tragic story of what happened with Idris Elba's character, um, <clears throat> and also uh, and also Jayla. But they and and they chose some great actors, and then they put half a pound of rubber on their face, and I found it so hard to connect to them, like. I just like when Idris Elba, when it was the flashbacks of him with no shit all over his face and when he had like some shit all over his face, but it was still clearly Idris Elba with makeup and it wasn't a big like kind of rubber Doctor Who mask. I was I, I just found them so much more engaging and I, I just think it was a misstep on the, the I, I don't want to say they could have done it better. What they did clearly worked because a lot of people love this film, but I found it a bit difficult to connect to them emotionally, which I think is the backbone of these stories. The I, I, I would disagree, especially with Idris Elba. Jayla, I'd be more inclined to agree with you. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily think Idris Elba's story is meant to be all that sympathetic. I think it's supposed to be kind of a cautionary tale, really. Um, everything that happens with Idris Elba, like I say, you only really find out it's Idris Elba in like the last fucking 10-15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. You only actually see his face in those like last 10-15 minutes. Um, Idris Elba's character was a soldier. He was a soldier who grew up and he lived on Earth and he fighted for like I think they called it like Earth. I can't remember what they called it, like Earth's Army or some shit like that. But he he was a soldier for Earth, and he fought against Klingons and whatever ever species Star Trek has. The Borg, I think that's a thing. Maybe I don't know. But he fought against all these other races for Earth, and he was a decorated war hero and a soldier. And that's the only life he's ever known. And then peace was achieved. World peace has been achieved. He no longer needs to fight. Now the army is gone, and Starfleet has taken its place. Starfleet is not a military organization. Starfleet is an organization that thrives for peace, and they just want to explore the galaxy like the big fucking nerds they are. That's all they want to do. In, yeah, their, weird, in, <laughs> in their big spaceships, they just want to explore and be nerds in peace. <laughs> and that's it. And then suddenly you have this guy who was gone from, you know, killing fucking Klingons and defending Earth and, and, and doing whatever he needs to do, a life of war, to suddenly be in that position where there is no war, where he just has to break bread with the people he once killed. I think he said at some point something similar to that effect. Like, he has to make nice and shake hands with, with people from these planets who he fought against, and he yeah. just can't stomach it. It doesn't sit right with him. It's not something that he signed up to do. He's a soldier. He's not 
a peacekeeper or an ambassador or an explorer. Um, so yeah, so I, 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 I kind of, I wasn't like, I was never really sympathetic towards him. I was kind of like, I, what happened to you? Yeah, that's pretty shitty that you were stranded here and Starfleet just forgot about you. Sure, that's shitty, but you're also kind of racist. So, so like, I'm not gonna, I'm not that fussed to be honest, Idris. Yeah. <laughs> do you see? Do you see what I'm saying though? No. Yeah. No. Totally. And the court it is a cautionary tale. You're right. I just think it was it was the case of like. He was, he he served as a good emotional kind of back and forth for Kirk. Like he did, yeah. Definitely. He's he's the he's the he was the captain that decided to give up on everything. Yeah, and and Kirk sees very clearly that's not him, and that will never be him, and X Y Z. And and he served his purpose. Don't get me wrong. Like when I say that I had flaws with this film, it's by no means a bad film. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I just yeah, to me, it it, it wasn't the most. Uh, these, these, I said it a second ago. These, the, all these films, my appreciation of the first and the second, especially, has come out of the core, like emotional crux between two people, which is most of the time, Kirk and Spock. Yeah. And and this movie, I like that they separated them, and I like that there was different dynamics, but it felt like I don't know, just a lot of change, and whether that's welcome to to people maybe if you watch these movies and you know you had all the trailers and you experienced the marketing and maybe by the the end of into darkness the everyone on the ship was a bit tiresome for me i was like this is my jam and by the end of into darkness i was like fuck yeah i love this series this is really cool and then star trek beyond was so different Mm. changing director changing style changing pairings of 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 the dynamics like costumes Changing costumes, yeah. Uh, changing, changing settings, um, yeah. I, I, it was a lot of change, uh, and not all of it, it. It was good. It was welcome, and I'm sure it was cool for a lot of people. But not all of it landed for me. The the marketing for this movie really did piss me off. In particular. Oh no, why? Yeah, yeah. Because it, I remember, I remember so fucking clearly the the first trailer for this movie. Do you remember the scene? Where uh, Jayla is like fixing something up, and then she's playing music, and then Scotty comes around the corner. And he's like, "Is that music?" And they have yeah. that little back and forth about it. That that's how the first trailer opens up. But instead of whatever song is playing there, it's it's the the Beastie Boys song, the you know the big one that's in the first one is in at the end of this, and yeah. then that moment like at the towards the end of the movie where they actually use that song it's just fucking ruined because like that is such a good moment in the movie it's it's so fucking dumb but it's honestly my favorite moment in the franchise just first of all because of the fun callback to the first one but also just how ridiculously fucking cool it is to destroy aliens while the fucking beastie boy screams in the background it's it's ridiculously cool and i love it so much and i fucking hate that that moment was ruined for me because as soon because that that song was all throughout the marketing of this movie it was in pretty much every trailer and then when they said oh let's choose a song to you know to to blast the air straight up okay beastie boys yeah i've got it i've got it okay and ah such a shame i would kill to see that for the first time not knowing it not having it yeah no that's yeah. fair i was about to say is it um 80s tunes to blowing up aliens in spaceships i was about to say it's guardians before guardians but it's actually guardians before this right um uh yeah guardians 2014 this 2016 but then back in 2009 back in 2009 they technically did that song first so yeah. it's like 
I bet when that happened, I bet when they like came back to call back on it, they were like, "Thank fuck, we did this in 2009." <laughs> yeah, that's very. Now it's a callback and not a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, not not just. Oh wow, wow, nice one. Um, it is a very cool moment though. I do enjoy just them blasting aliens to to the Beastie Boys sabotage. You you yeah. don't get much cooler than that. Is no, and and it, and it is cool. And there, and there's a lot of cool moments in this. There is a funny moment where they're like. Um, someone in the ship is like he's using the wind stream to get somewhere, and it's just and it's just Idris Elba laying on a green sheet of fabric, just being keyframed to like swivel about in places is very very stupid. Yeah, um, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sulu's gay. Yes, I, I saw that, and, and and it wasn't it wasn't like a they didn't like do a song and dance about it. It was very much no. like he's a, he's a gay dude, and that's sick. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, very cool. So George Takai, who originally played Sulu, is of course a gay man, um, and he did not like this. <laughs> he was like, "I don't see the need of it. I think it's wrong." And everyone was like, "Okay, you'll be quiet now." <laughs> yeah, that's very lame. <laughs> that is very lame. Like, okay, I like you, George. It's, it's not like Sulu goes on the bridge and is like, he's like, he's like, I'm on the bridge and I'm looking for some sexy boys. Like, <laughs> he just he literally puts his arm around his husband. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, I like you, George the Kai, but shut up. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> oh no. Do, do you like the little photo of the original crew? I did. Yeah, that was quite yeah. cute. That was um, a sweet little moment. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's where these. It's it's a touching moment because it's where these films ended up finishing. Um. <laughs> Until <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Paramount's Investor Day, not summer, a few weeks ago, I believe. Okay. Where they went, Star Trek Four's coming, guys. Everyone get yes. excited. And then multiple of the actors, agencies, and representation <laughs> filed lawsuits against Paramount because oh. they went, hey, you just made an announcement about my client starring in a movie that has literally not been discussed. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Par Paramount were like, Chris Pine's coming back. Zachary Quinto's coming back. And every single one of them were like, no, we're not. Because <laughs> oh. you didn't. This is brand new news to us. Um, Do you know, have you heard the original plan for Star Trek 4? Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Is Chris Hemsworth coming back? Yes. You're fucking right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I knew, I knew they I knew they weren't done with him. <laughs> yeah, so they they were gonna have uh, Chris Hemsworth come back as as George Kirk and have some sort of time travel shenanigans go on and have uh, Kirk and Kirk essentially team up together to do something. And they I think they got quite far into negotiations and everything, but just something fell through at the last moment with I think it was with Chris Pine um, that he I don't know I think maybe they lowballed him on how much they paid him or something, but for whatever reason That's negotiations. Why I heard that, that was how negotiations broke down. Yeah. Um, and it was it was to do with the conflict in an actor's pay, and then conversations stopped happening until the investors day. Paramount announced it, and they were like, uh, "No, <laughs> we we never agreed this." Right? Yeah, so, yeah. That's a shame. I would lo I'd love to see another one. I really would. I'd really like to see where uh, this where these guys have ended up. It's um it's it would be a little bit bittersweet because obviously Anton wouldn't be there. Um. So, so you'd have to get someone else. Maybe well, Jayla is part of the crew now, I guess, so she could fill that in, uh, or fill in the role. Seems like she'd be in engineering anyway. Um, but, but yeah, 
I I don't know. It would I I definitely like to see it. Yeah, no, I I would as well. I think that would be a very cool um it'd be an interesting pairing for sure. Um it's kind of like you, do you remember the hype around Days of Future Past when Xavier met Xavier yeah uh, and there was like a big thing in the trailer about it and that seemed cool I know it's not the same scenario but it seems like a cool generational thing for them to be paired next to each other and to have a movie I think I, we I think we will see it before long it's funny you should say generational thing there's literally a movie called Star Trek Generations where you have, oh, is there? <laughs> yeah where you have um William Shatner as Kirk and he actually meets up with Picard uh, Patrick Stewart, the original Endgame of its day, if you will, the original <laughs> No Way Home, the original yeah, the, whatever the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are just, just for clarification, they are the same universe. It's just that the next generation is set after the original series, so quite a long way. You know the first captain in the 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 uh, is it George? Is that his dad's name? George? George, George Kirk? Yeah, George Kirk. George George's captain is the terrorist from Iron Man One. Well, you know the guy that's you know the guy that Obadiah translates and he's like, you did not tell us. Oh, that this the guy, guy the, the guy who's captain is... before Chris Hemsworth. You mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He's. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. So he is. <laughs> I just looked up at my notes and it says Star Trek 2009 and then bracket terrorist from Iron Man One first captain. Oh no. That's <laughs> <laughs> just what he was. He was in that movie as a terrorist. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, no, I like this. This is a good franchise. So I'm glad I watched them. Um, I, I like them I, too. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. And, I, and again, I really would like to see uh, if if something does come next. I'd like to see what it was. Would you like to see JJ back? I don't know. You don't know. We can't get into this whole thing without discussing my opinions on every Star Wars movie he's made. Yeah. Um, i.e. one I like and one that I think... I still like it, but I don't like it for JJ Abrams. Yeah. Um, uh I think that he's become a very different director since these movies. Um, namely in that he is very, very responsive to online criticism. Uh, and he, I think to some degree, I don't know this, I don't know the man obviously, but it seems in his work and especially work that's been criticized and then he's had a second chance at a property, it's become very reflective in, oh, they wanted this, so fucking have this. And it becomes somewhat resentful rather than love it hasn't it hasn't soured me to jj abrams because he's still a very good director and he's very competent and he's a great producer yeah um but it's a it's a case and he's made two like he made two of these movies and they're the two of my favorite movies um in in this franchise so like he's he obviously is very talented and he's he's good at this kind of material but i think his style has changed and he's experienced so much online shit that I don't think he'd make this kind of thing again, or I don't think he'd be able to... This is kind of lightning in a bottle, yeah. it seems like. I, I don't think he'd do it. I, I don't think he would. For, I, don't, I don't know why. I just I just have like a instinctive feeling that he wouldn't. Um, I, I would say bring back Justin Lin. I, feel, I think he did a good job with the third one. So bring yeah. him back. Or get someone new. That's also a good choice. This this is one of them franchises where it very easily could be directed by many people. There was like, Tarantino was going to do one. well. He wasn't necessarily going to do one of these, but he he was saying he was saying a few years ago that he he I think he was actually in talks to direct a Star Trek movie. But yeah, I, I don't want to see that. 
Cap- <laughs> Captain on the bridge. All right, guys, new mandate in from from fucking Starfleet. We've all got to take our shoes off. <laughs> get them, get them off. Get your get your feet out, everyone. <laughs> it's a new new important mandate. <laughs> Captain, the hailing us. Bring them up, Uhura. <laughs> the screen appears. The the screen appears. What do you motherfuckers want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get it's the motherfucker out of my shit. <laughs> It's just Sam Jackson screaming. It's suddenly, crazy. suddenly, a Steely Dan needle drop plays so loudly <laughs> over the screen. You know, <laughs> Kirk is blasting starships down, down on the ground, and all you're hearing is, "Well, I don't know why I came here tonight." Everyone's wearing suits for some reason, just plain black suits, <laughs> doing a hand drive. <laughs> yeah. uh. Yeah, yeah, I I don't want to see that. I'm good. No, he's not. I've heard so many stories of Tarantino being attached to like or wanting to be attached to certain properties, and I'm like, that's not a good fit. Why do you want to do that? Surely you, Tarantino, of all people, know the style of movie you make. <laughs> why Why would it suit something like what, what was the other? One? He wanted to do a Luke Cage thing at one point. Did he? Yeah, he was. That, like, that is not a good idea. No, it's it's really not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so don't st- do that no mate like if the obvious isn't stated step aside <laughs> mate maybe if someone yeah. else has shot at that um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway uh no g- g- three good movies like them like them a lot three good movies are you glad i forced you to watch them i did i wasn't when it was like three in the morning and i was watching one of them um but no and actually no fuck that i i was because i was i was enjoying it i still like oh fi- final shout out um michael giacchino i think he's an underrated oh. uh, composer but fucking hell the score on these movies Ah, oh, it's juicy. Yeah, it's good, and it and it's used really like it, it, with with scoring as well. It's a delicate art because the music's can, the music the music's can be great. Uh, <laughs> no, the music can be incredible, but it's down yes. to how it's edited in and how it's used and where it's placed. And the match made between this score and where it was put is yeah is really good. Those moments where like the the Enterprise just like lifts up out of the clouds and you just have that big fucking fanfare and that big theme in the background, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's it's a great score. Listen to it now. <laughs> but Nathan, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> I don't, think, right, I don't that... think he's underrated. That. He's done he's done loads of things recently. I, I yeah yeah you you're right. I just I don't necessarily think like in the ongoing conversation of like. The, the good composers, I don't think he's included all that much, and I think he yeah. should be, because he, he he does some good stuff. He does some very good stuff. Or I was watching this, and all I wanted was some junky XL featuring Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. I was like, where is the classical fucking, I don't know, some, some beautiful flutes mixed in with some filthy dubstep? Uh, Hans... Hans Zimmer is good. Don't be, don't be dissing my boy Han. No, yeah. I just like it when Junkie XL shows up and he's like, "I did some of this," and we're like, "Yeah, of course you did." Okay, okay, Junkie, Junkie XL. Okay. <laughs> okay. Danny Elfman's like, "Hey, remember me?" And I was like, "No, go away." <laughs> yeah, we, we are. We yes, you you made three good songs back in whenever the fuck. Yes. Calm down. Yes, you composed the Simpsons theme, but fuck off. Did he really? He did. Yeah, he did. Oh, epic, epic elf. I think he composed all the music for The Simpsons, to be fair. I think. <laughs> Is there a lot? Uh, well, 
It's not a huge <laughs> isn't, amount. Isn't there but... just the transitions things? Like the no, no, there's no, there's quite a lot of like there's like every character like has theme music and stuff. I want the uh, I want the if Star Trek Four happens, I want the man that composed the the transition stings from two and a half men to do the next one. Men. <laughs> yeah. Kirk just walks through the door and is like, men. <laughs> Great. Let's let's make it happen. Let's yeah. crowdfund that. <laughs> okay. Where where is the two and a half men cut? <laughs> restore Fine, restore the Sheenaverse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time. It's time to end this. You, you do what you you do what you stumble through every week. <laughs> All right, thanks for watching. If you had a fun time watching, uh, then were your phases <laughs> set to fun? Yeah, well, they certainly were. Uh, we have new episodes that go out Fridays, ten a.m. Uh, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and we're on Instagram at Another Happy Pod. Uh, I said about the new episodes, didn't I? Yeah, you can review us. Do us a little review, five stars, please. Um, so that that would be yes. fun. Uh, next week we're going to be doing this. Ladies and gents, I am the greatest showman, and I tortured animals in real life. It's kind of mad. You should Google it. Why did the movie make me look like a nice guy? Hugh Jackman is cool and not at all like me. I'm a terrible cunt in real life. Wow, what a good time! We can't wait to do that movie or and or property. Uh, TV series or video game. <laughs> potentially. Wow, all good stuff. Um, you can click right here and get stuckmanized. No, no, you can't. <laughs> you cannot do that. You can't click it's a podcast, but you can pause this uh, or just finish it and rate it five stars, which Lawrence already said, but I'm just going to reiterate. Thank you. Good night. Peace be with you and your friends and family. Yeah. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.